You're listening to the Music Interval Theory Podcast with TC and Frank. Hello and welcome. This is Frank and I am glad that you've tuned in again for another fantastic episode of the Music Interval Theory Podcast. So I understand that sometimes it can be pretty hard to come up with musical ideas or even expand on some of your initial ideas. And this episode will give you a ton of ideas to solve this particular problem. I'm talking about giving you my top 10 gathering techniques. Let me quickly mention that we will listen to the audio version of a video that is available inside the Composer's Toolkit. If you haven't checked this out, then please go to musicintervaltheory.academy slash toolkit and get free access to this wonderful selection of tools and techniques based on interval theory. So I hope that I can solve the problem of finding the right next step in your composition with the top 10 gathering techniques. Let's jump right in. Now this is a very handy collection of the tools that I've used most often because they got me to fantastic related materials. And I want to jump into the first concept right away, which is, let me show it to you right here, the first technique, use your melody in the bass as a bass progression. And the way I want to present those ideas to you is Simply, I want to play you these lines and then I will add some additional information should it not be written down already in the PDF, which is a downloadable PDF, I should mention. So you can grab the whole zip package, which contains the PDF and all the MP3s that we are listening to in this video. So here we go with the first technique. So this first technique right here absolutely leads to a musical result that does not seem closely related to your initial idea. However, this is a quick way for you to get more musical material out of your initial line quickly. And that is why I really love this technique. And you can also obviously skip every other note or just take a few of those guys and use them in the bass. And this is just a wonderful way of using your lines or fragments of lines in other registers so that you can create more material based on your melody or your motif. Now, the next thing right here, let's jump into the second technique. And this is use every second note of your melody to create a new line. So we can just skip over a few tones and you can also go with every third line or you can alternate between every other note and the third note. Just what comes natural to you. Let's have a listen to the second technique.
one of the key points right here for me always was to change the rhythm so that you can create a new melody. Although these notes, as you can tell, come directly out of my first line. So for you, again, it's a very quick technique to get to a new line without working too hard. <laughs> that is always good. Here is the third technique. Increase or decrease the chromatic distances between the notes by one. And by one, I mean one chromatic step. So that's the moment where we bring in a bit of interval theory fairy dust on top of our line. And here I just wrote down the distances. So whenever you see a plus, it means the movement is going up. Whenever there is a minus, the movement goes down. So that's a plus three, minus one, plus three, plus two, plus one, minus one, and so on. And here you can just compare those numbers. So the plus three became a plus four, the minus one became a minus two, and so on. So let me play you the third technique. So if you just look at the shape of our original idea, then you see, well, actually, it didn't change the overall shape at all. It is more like scaling this idea, this shape via a vector. And that is a pretty handy technique because you still hear all the movements like up and down in the same way, but it leads to different tones. And it will definitely put you off the scale that you might have picked for your initial idea. But that's okay, because we use the intervals as our base of thinking, not a particular scale. Let me jump into the technique number four, and that is use chromatic satellite tones. And this is also a very handy technique to create more movement and more energy out of your initial idea one step up and one step down around your original tones. So here we have the G and the satellite tones are the F sharp and the A flat or the G sharp. And this is how it continues, right? So the blue notes right here, this is the same melody from before, but now we also hear the chromatic satellite tones around them. And that is a very quick way of writing runs or some lines in the background that just move along and grab the listener's attention because they move quickly and they have a lot of energy. But you don't have to work very hard to get to these tones here. So let me play you this fourth technique. So what will happen is that from time to time you run into repeated notes like the D flat right here. And those are the spots probably that I will look into later and try to find a substitute tone just to make sure that the energy keeps moving and not steps on a repeated tone because this always sounds like the machine gun effect essentially. And this is something that I personally would like to avoid. That's why I'm pointing this out. Okay, so 
Technique number five, reflect your melody horizontally. This is probably something that you already did in the past, I believe. So if we look at the numbers right here, just change every plus into a minus and vice versa. So the plus three, the movement up now is a minus three, the minus one now became a plus one and so on. So you simply follow those numbers, but you reverse the direction. Now we are listening to technique number five. Now we can also reflect our melody vertically which is really just like reading the melody in reverse. Once we got through our initial idea, you start from your last tone and then you reverse all of the notes and write them out in a linear way. So the minus one here now becomes a plus one. The minus two now becomes a plus two and so on. So we really just move the whole melody backwards. So here is technique number six. So moving on to technique number seven, and this is build interval pairs out of your original melody. Now, as you can tell, I've picked these two guys here. So that is the G and the C. Then I picked the B flat and the D, and then I picked the A and the E flat. So you can really just use any two numbers or even three numbers, and then you get to IC's, interval combinations, and you can use those things as two-part or three-part structures. So let me play you technique number seven. One of the great things that you can do once you have these two-part or three-part structures is create motors that run in the background also in case you want to thicken your lines and you want to make them a bit more prominent and give them more vertical uh, power and stability. Technique number eight put a vertical structure through a root cycle. And this can be something that we have created via the ICs, the interval combinations. So that was technique number seven. It can also be something from your original chord progression, or it can also be just a structure that you've used in your writing already. Once you have this first bar right here, you can create a lot of connected structures just by putting this particular starting point through a root cycle. In my case here, I've used the root cycle two. So you can just spot it via the distances in the base. When you use this thing later, you don't actually have to play the whole vertical structure. You don't have to include the baseline. You can just go with the top guys. You can also skip over every other note and you can also present those ideas horizontally. So you can split them up into a line and all of these great things. I wanna play you this line for now, but keep in mind that this here can become just your next starting point for so many new ideas. So here we go. Mm -hmm. 
one thing that I quickly want to mention. This structure right here, this remains the same structure in all of the other places. We don't change the amount of complexity in all of those vertical structures. And this gives you the opportunity to compose with time. So you can expand on one of those vertical structures and you can easily get to, let's say, eight bars out of this one bar here. And this is a very handy thing, of course. So please remember this technique number eight. Then number nine, which is extract a line from your original chord progression. Now, if you started with a chord progression, and it can be something like this one right here, then pick one note in each of those structures and this leads to a new line. Obviously, if you don't like what you hear, then you can make adjustments. So maybe instead of going up to the A right here, try the D flat down there and let this guy go down to the D flat, then to the G. Right? And there are a lot of options here that you can try and you can even extract more than one line, obviously. Simply trust your ears and go with what feels very natural to you. So here is technique number nine. So these things, for example, this can work brilliantly as an introduction to your main section and you can lead into this section with those lines. And technique number 10, and this might surprise you because we are not listening to any notes right here, and that is develop a supportive and empowering mindset. You can read through all of this here. What I want to highlight to you actually is this thing. I think it's important. That's why I want to read it to you. Visualize creativity being an infinite pool around you. It's everywhere and can't be used up. Nobody owns it. Nobody owns creativity. That is what we refer to as the creative pool. Next, visualize yourself becoming a receiver of creativity. Every tool and technique you apply helps you connect to the creative pool. Some devices may work better sometimes, depending on your mood and current ability to receive. Once nothing moves forward, it's not your fault, right? And this is also happening here in number three. It's not your fault. Nobody is to blame. You couldn't simply establish a stable connection to the creative pool. That's it. So work on becoming a better receiver every day and think of it as a muscle. You will become more powerful, reliable and efficient as a receiver. You can use technique to connect to the creative pool. This is what we just did with all of the previous nine techniques. This is something that leads to new ideas that you can use as input Evaluate them emotionally. If you like them, use them. If you don't like them, change them. And that is how you connect to the creative pool. So first, start with a technique. Second, evaluate the musical result emotionally and see how this connects with you on an emotional basis. This is just a fragment of what is available. We show a million ways how to connect to the creative pool how to be more efficient as a composer, orchestrator, musician even. And I hope 
that you got a ton of value out of this video already. So I'm pretty sure that writer's block will be destroyed after listening to this episode, right? And again, if you want to get access to the video and also the downloadable PDF, then please go to musicintervaltheory.academy slash toolkit and get free access to the composer's toolkit that contains fantastic content pieces like the three-step process explained or the business booster or the three traps I see most composers fall into. I hope that you got a ton of value out of this particular episode, but also the whole podcast. And if so, well, please tell a friend about what you are getting out of this podcast and I'm very sure he will appreciate your referral. This was Frank. Have a wonderful day and hopefully see you the next time. Bye. This podcast is powered by the Music Interval Theory Academy, your resource for getting clarity and confidence in music composition and orchestration. See you inside at musicintervaltheory.academy.com.